Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 15 edition of 2021, the year rapidly approaching to its close. It's, uh, it's been a year to forget, Frank. 2021 has been just not, not as bad as 2020, but annoying, if you will. Yeah. Annoying. Um, a lot of that has to do with the Bears. And, and Frank, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, during our, our extras podcast, which you can check out on YouTube, it's a YouTube exclusive. You cannot find it on Spotify, Apple, iPods. iPods? Is that what I just said? Jesus. Yeah. You can't podcast. find them there. You, you're right. You can't find them there, though. You probably can't find it on an iPad. Uh, do iPods still exist? Can you probably. Get just like a regular? Yeah, I would think so. IPod? Interesting. Uh, anyways, what point I was getting to was that my normal choice of beverage during these podcasts is water. You know, I like to stay hydrated. I chose beer this time. Yeah, because as you should have. Yeah, I, I wanted to try and enjoy myself a little bit. Um, and, um, and yeah. What? Hold on. What? Hi. Hi. What? I wanted to show you. I saw it. Okay. It is. Okay. It's a it's a Christmas card. My friend. Oh. I mean his kids. His kids. He looks just like my my friend. It's really weird. Like like exactly like him. Um. I'm turning. Oh, that's unplugged. I was trying to turn on a fan. It's not working. Um, all right. I guess we can just restart. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, three, two, one. Hey, guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 15 edition. Uh, Frank, Bears lost. <laughs> Again. They did. They do this one a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, they and, did. And uh, I want to talk about them. But I, I, I have beer this time to talk about them. Because uh, that was... I, I can't even say it was rough. It was brutal to watch, right? I mean, that was, The second started... half was. The first half wasn't. No, 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 no. No, listen. Even as fun as the first half was. I mean, the second half is what we expected, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I never expected... I mean, even going into halftime with the lead... I knew the Bears were going to lose, but it what it the reason why it was underwhelming in the second half is because it felt like this is what bad teams do. They'll if they can compete for a half, that's sort of the win for them. And then it was like second half they didn't care. And I'm not saying that's like they were just like, oh here take the win, Packers. But that's just what bad teams do. They're like, oh fuck yeah, for a good first half, and then you know the good team makes one adjustment to show them that there are levels to this, and they're like, oh okay, you guys are better, cool, keep doing your thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was about as Matt Nagy as that game gets, right? Like randomness happens, right? I mean, you get the touch pass, the the touch pass touchdown to Jakeem Grant, which the Bears never execute. They never execute that play to the level of which they did. They get a punt return for a touchdown, which again never happens they get Demir bird finally sh- doing something in this offense Matt, uh, what, what was it darnell mooney had one catch 
He had one catch the entire game. Allen Robinson, yeah. I think, had one where he, it was the the hitch, the nine-yard hitch route, where he, again, doesn't get to the sticks for some reason to get the first down. Like, it, it, randomness happened. He, they're running the ball well. David Montgomery had a really solid first half. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Nagy, I don't know, something happened where he was like, all right, boys, let's keep let's keep doing what we're doing. Meanwhile, Matt LaFleur, who's only down three points, is like, all right, listen, this this didn't work in the first half. Let's adjust this. This didn't work. Let's do this. Uh, you know, we, we were having some struggles throwing the ball early on. Let's run the ball a little bit more with A.J. Dillon. Come out in the second half and just kick the Bears' asses. He's like, like, that was... It was that, that that's how you know that you're a bad football team. And, and the Bears prove that again, because it's just like I, I don't know who was expecting the Bears to come out in the second half and like just dominate and keep winning. But it was clear that wasn't going <laughs> to that wasn't going to keep up. Right. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. And it's it's also because it's not like the offense or the defense played lights out in that first half. Special teams came through big time and they haven't been a great unit at all this season. So it was like, I hate, I hate that this even comes this way because it's bears Packers, but it was more fluky than anything else. Like it yeah. wasn't like, Oh man, stuff is just clicking. Like with the play calling now. And like Al Robinson's actually fucking trying again. Like, no, it, it, Jakeem Grant had a fucking great game. He was phenomenal. Uh, and, and that's just kind of what it was. Um, I had a couple of observations though, just throughout the game. And it's like I told you before we started recording, I don't really have too much about the game because the, the Packers are the Packers are the better team. They are the better organization. It was, you know, the the long touchdown throw to uh, Demir Bird was a slant route. And that has been something that we've asked for for three years. Whereas like we don't do these plays at all. There's no middle of the field action. And we had two huge plays that were just slant routes. Like, I think it's come to a point where defenses literally don't even game plan for it. So the time, the two times we called it, it was wide open. It was the Demir bird. And then another one with Montgomery coming out of the backfield with, I know they call it like the Texas route, but that's still the same thing. You're just, you're fucking slanting. And it was another huge game. And then that was it. It was no more middle of the field at all. Uh, the only other time we do middle of the field stuff is like Cole Komet. Here's a five yard stop route again, just like Allen Robinson's doing on the outside. So I found it funny that you sort of touched on, you know, yeah, let's just keep doing what we were doing. And what, meanwhile, they adjust and they didn't even keep doing the two things that were huge for them in, in the first half. Um, the, The other thing, and I have some specific examples, but I don't feel the need to really get too into them. We're, we need to get receivers and pass catchers that can make some fucking plays, man. And I say that because, you know, when you watch, you think of like Tom Brady's career or, or, or Peyton Manning's career, just like the great quarterbacks that you've seen, what has made them great is not just their ball placement, their accuracy, their timing, because that's not always perfect. It's their ability to trust their receivers that they're going to make a play that, hey, if I'm if I have to throw it a second early, I believe you can make this adjustment. And yep. I have been watching. And this isn't just exclusive to this year with Justin Fields. We've said this when we were in playoff contention with Mitch Trubisky. You're like, look, this guy is not making good throws, but when he does or when he comes close, you have to make the play. And I'm seeing a lot of the same thing happen with Justin Fields. He he scrambles out, has an incredible scramble. Russell Wilson-esque 
throws it a little bit short to Jimmy Graham, and he can't make the adjustment to make the play. He does the same thing Cole Komet in the end zone. It's not perfect, but it hits his hands. You have to make the play. I'm seeing Allen Robinson stop on route still. I'm seeing it be a little bit over his head, and he's fake. He's doing the fake effort jumps. Like, dude. And and But this this is why my ultimate point is just going back to this is why stats are stupid. Just, just looking at the stats to evaluate a rookie quarterback. Because if Allen Robinson makes the play that he would have two years ago, I have full faith that he would have, that's an extra 20 yards. If Cole yeah. Komet catches that, that's an extra touchdown. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's infuriating that, you know, all in all, it doesn't seem like the team has given up, but they're also not going the extra yard. You understand what I'm saying? They're just sort of like doing the bare minimum to say, hey, we're still here, but we're not going to do, do anything extra than, than, you know, what, what we need to do. I mean, it's, it has been, it has been atrocious Sad. all year with that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that has been, cause that, that, that's, you know, it also goes back to like, that's what made the first half fun. I knew we were going to lose. It was like, Hey, we're watchable. That first half was watchable. I know we're going to lose this game. I don't fucking care, but if we can lose like that, if we can lose and we're still like making plays, being a little explosive, you know, showing a little something, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But then the second half, it goes right back to the same old shit. Yeah, which made us think that Matt Nagy took <laughs> took play call. No, back, I'm positive he, like, he did. He was he covering was like, his mouth. Like, it was five yard stop routes on third and ten. He took over play calling in that <laughs> second half. I'm positive of it. He, he was like, "Listen, we're we're winning against the, back, the the backers on the road. This is my chance to save my job. I'm going to put it in my hands and no one else's." Which is something he still doesn't. It's the reason he's failed as a head coach. He just doesn't understand that he a great head coach is delegate that they find yep. guys to to trust and make them make him better and he just he just refuses to let other people in on it so um but yeah no i i agree about the playmate that's that's really the thing we've talked about with darnell mooney when you know people are saying oh he's oh, he's a wide receiver one he's absolutely you know he can be that guy and it's like no not really because he doesn't make plays he doesn't he, he Sure, he can catch the ball, which is which is great, but he doesn't turn plays into spectacular plays. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of wide receiver ones do. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, we saw that how many times? Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, guys with some pedigree. Like <laughs> Darnell Mooney doesn't take uh, a slant route into a touchdown like Demir Bird does consistently. Like, and, and and again, this is kind of where we've we've been wondering. Like, you have these guys with speed at the wide receiver position, Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, Jakeem Grant, like these are guys that Ryan Pace did go out and get. And, and again, it's, it's this divide that you start, you know, you, you obviously we know about the collaboration aspect of it, but they're like guys that just don't fit what Matt Nagy wants to do when, when it comes to what you're talking about with the stop routes. And, you know, did, did we even see like a, like a pass, like a deep, deep ball, like towards the end zone, we didn't really see a whole lot of that. Now, granted, there were some off throws that Justin Fields was making yep. that he hasn't really made this year. That leads me to believe that his ribs are obviously not 100% healthy. I think I think they were being a little bit, you know, a little wink-wink towards, you know, saying he's 100% healthy. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> he, was, he was making some throws where it's like you could tell he didn't have all the power behind it. Yeah, you know that he normally does. So, Frank, if I'm being honest, I, I would rather just see Andy Dalton for the rest of the year. If he's not going to be 100 percent healthy, I, 
I don't want this coaching staff, especially with if Tevin Jenkins is going to go through some of these rookie growing pains that he's obviously going to go through. Yep. With Justin Fields already hurt, I I, I don't know. Because I, I, obviously, you know, we wanted to see Tevin. And, you know, the one thing that bothered me was like, again, Matt Nagy putting a guy in a really difficult position where he's he's like, nah, we're sticking with Jason Peters. We don't want Tevin in there yet. We're, we want Jason Peters. We want the 40-year-old left tackle in there. You know, for a season that's lost, we, you know, forget about development for the second round pick that we traded up for to get. Like, if, if Tevin had been named the left tackle, the starting left tackle, right, he gets those reps and maybe he doesn't <laughs> look as fucking bad as he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that was another thing that that really bothered me about that. I, I mean, I agree. And that's what we've talked about, though, is, you know, the, the frustration that comes along with that. Um, one of the points that I did have, too, was some of the errant throws by Justin Fields. I think it was a combination of a couple of things. The ribs may have played into it, but I think the two bigger factors were that the interior was getting blown up. He couldn't, a lot of those high throws, he had to throw off his back foot or at least not step into um, just because he had nowhere to step, you know, like that, that front foot had nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, The other portion is, and this is what Green Bay, even when their defenses aren't great, their disguised looks have always been some of the best in the league. And that's why they used to kill Mitch Trubisky because he couldn't read a defense to save his life. And, you know, when people were getting upset with Justin Fields and, oh, look at these, the bad throws and the this, like, these reps against the Packers are are really, really good for him because he can read a defense and he's, he's going to be able to distinguish that in the future. And, I, I mean, I, I've been telling people this, and you tell me how far off I am. What I've seen in Justin Fields in year one is better than anything I've seen from a consistency standpoint with Mitch Trubisky in year four. Like he's already ahead of that development. Yeah. Like the only the 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 bad throw that I thought Justin Fields had outside of the one like the, the ones he threw high were also bad. But I it's it's those are contextual. Like he he'll get better with those with reps. Was when he that that the I don't know if it wound up being a pick six. I think it was. He completely stared down. I don't even know who he was throwing. If it was Mooney <laughs> on the left side, he stared him down the whole way. Like right. that was just a, a, a bad throw. It is what it is that happens. Um, the only thing that started to worry me, and I have faith that he won't make this a thing too often, were the jump throws. The first one was like, oh, cool. He, you know, kind of create a little. And then it was like the third and the fourth. And like, all right, Justin, let's not get too used to this. That's not going to work too much here. But again, all in all, what I'm seeing from him, the growth that we've seen from rep one against the Browns to right now, I, I, I still do not understand how anyone could have anything bad to say about him. Because, again, it, with, with the reps, he's going to get continue to get used to the game speed. and internal clock will keep going. But I also think, because I thought about, like, because people still have pushback with me when I'm telling them this, you know, when they're asking me, what do you think about Fields? He sucks hard. Huh? Like, he's not, like, <laughs> what are we thinking? And I'm like, I feel like me and you have both expressed this, but never just, like, plainly said it. Maybe because just, you know, contextually it wasn't a part of the conversation. Year one for a rookie, what we're looking for, and I, I, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I think I can speak for you on this too. We're looking to see what they can and can't do in year one. If these mistakes or these things haven't been improved by year two, by year three, and especially year four, like it was with Mitch, now we have a problem. But year one, I'm not expecting, again, if we if we get year one and he looks like Justin Herbert did in year one, who's going to say no to that? Yeah. 
But it's like if you're expecting that, you're you're setting yourself up for failure with a rookie quarterback, it, it, whether you're, you're a fan or management or whoever. You can't expect that. And the growth that we've seen from him has been nothing like we saw from Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I still don't get why people say that he's that he sucks. I don't really understand how you you watch the Packers offense in terms of the skill player, not just the skill players, but the, even the offensive line. I'm not saying the Bears offensive line is bad, but like the Packers are clearly better in almost every aspect yeah. of their football team. And you just watch what Aaron Rodgers has to work with. And it's just like, how do you watch the Bears and be like, man, this quarterback can't make this offensive offense work. And it's like, dude, like we've seen four other quarterbacks try and make this work and it just doesn't. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, uh, you know, the biggest nail in the coffin. And I think this goes for Ryan Pace. And I know we want to talk a little bit more in depth about him uh, in a future episode, but I don't know how you watch the depth of this team and be like, yeah, this is all Matt Nagy's fault. Like, <laughs> dude, you went, you, you planned out to have Kendall Vildor as your number two corner. You signed Artie Burns with the expectation of him being a playable guy. Eddie Jackson, you gave him a big contract extension, and he is terrible. He's bad. That angle he took on that touchdown pass, what? Where was he going? Where was he going? That's a phenomenal question. Where, where was he going? Yeah, he, he, I just like and and I mean, you know, Travis Gibson. But but see, this is where it frustrates me with with Ryan Pace with like people who defend Ryan Pace like. They'll point to like the one guy that he or like, you know, a couple of the guys that he well, Travis Gibson. Did you see that sack? And it's like, yeah, it's nice, but it made no impact on the game. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it had nothing to do with the game, man. So the, like, you know, it, it it's stuff like that. And and Cole Komet, I mean, the dude takes one step forward and then eight steps back in terms of being a playmaker. It's. It's absurd. It's absurd. This team is terrible. And, and anyone who thought this defense was Super Bowl level, it's just like, come on, man. I, I know they were missing guys, but teams with good depth don't don't get blown out like that in the second half. No, I, I, I agree. And and it just it starts to become a semantics game to a point. And I feel like we've had these conversations and that's why I don't even indulge anymore when it comes to, to Matt Nagy. Like, well, I do think he's a good leader of men. Like certain head coach qualities, he's really good at, but he was just really bad with his offense. So that's why you got to let him go. Like just clean slate and cut it. And I feel the same thing about Ryan Pace. Like he's just because he's not horrible at his job, like <laughs> Bill Emery was, doesn't mean he's good at his job either. Yeah. Like he's not bad enough where you're like, oh, this dude's the worst GM we've ever had. But he's not good enough, you know, to to build keep, a win to to continue to yeah to continue to 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 keep him on because. Like, I, I think you saw the, I quote retweeted someone who they were like, you know, say what you will about Ryan Pace. Sure. He missed on the quarterback a few times and the head coach, but you look at someone like Travis Gibson and, and I'm like, oh yeah, he just misses on the two fucking biggest things that matter on a team. Let's ignore that. And just let's talk about the few fifth round picks that he's gotten. Correct. Like, what are we talking about right yeah. now, dude? Like it's, it's, it's strange, man. It's strange. But I mean, the, the more this, this had to have been the final nail in the coffin i mean virginia say what you will about her but these types of packers losses is what what gets it going you know what i mean it's it's what gets the ekg machine zapping a little harder i mean you would expect but at the same time it's not it's not really true only because i mean 
Bears have been getting their asses kicked by Packers since Dacheron and you know, Lovey stayed on forever. I mean, he'd lose every game to the Packers, but then you but know, those, he, were, he those got, were close. Those weren't 45 burgers. I, ag- I like, agree. I agree. But you know, Matt Nagy, what is he now? He's got one, two wins over the Packers. One. Four, I, only remember, one? I only remember one. Yeah. Four, four tries or uh, in four seasons. So, I mean, he's still here. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I would expect this to be the nail in the coffin for a lot of people. I, I hope it was yeah. for Ryan Pace as well. Cause like we talked about, it. I mean, it's just the way this team is constructed was just bad. So, Frank, really what's uh, I will say about- I, oh, I do because because it's been very negative this whole podcast, deservedly so. But Jalen Johnson played a really really good game. Devontae Adams didn't start going off until they switched him to the slot, and for whatever reason, Sean Desai didn't just have him follow him everywhere. And granted, it's not to say that he would have held him the whole game, but that first half he did very, I mean, just about as well as anyone could do against probably the best receiver in football. You know what I mean? Like. He, that kid is legit. It's just, it's such a shame we couldn't, you know, just cut an old tight end to keep a, a really good corner and, and have two good corners, but it is what it is. But he he played, he played phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this I don't think Kyle Fuller really transforms this defense anymore at this point. I so. don't. I don't I think so I either, but th- it, it could swing some earlier games. Who knows? But Well, Jimmy Graham finally, you know, he finally appears in a Justin Field-led offense, and he can't catch the ball. Like, you can't make a really great catch that he makes all the time with Andy Dalton. That was pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the Bears and the, and the Vikings when we get to them picks-wise. Um, Frank, let's let's get to our Week 15 picks. Thursday night football, Kansas City at the Chargers. It's a good one for Thursday night. This could be an enjoyable one for sure. Um, I, I'm not breaking my rule. I'm going Kansas City. You know, the, the Chargers, too, too, too much of a variable. I, I never know what you're going to get from them. I'm going to go KC and see if they can get back on track here. I'm going KC as well. Yeah, it's, it's you know, they are winning in a different way now, but I think they, they have found their identity for this season. That defense is legit, man. Um, I know people may not want to admit it because we're, we're wanting that, like, five touchdown a games, uh, five touchdowns a game from Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, the offense is just doing just enough, and that defense is – looking really good. So I, I think that continues on. Cause just like you said, that up and down stuff from the chargers isn't going to get it done against this team. I'm going, I'm going chiefs. Yeah. And I mean, he's cut the turnovers down too. And it's, yep. you know, the interceptions have kind of gone away, which, have, which has been nice to see uh, Raiders at Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland in this one at home. Um, this just feels like one of those games that, that Cleveland's just going to win. Just, you know, just cause run game, all that good stuff. Defense yeah. too. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland as well, and I'm also rooting for Cleveland. I want there to be some separation with some of these teams in the AFC in terms of the playoff picture, and this is an opportunity for Cleveland to really start knock out a 6-7 and seven team, basically, uh, and I think listen, that's what's going to happen. Listen, Cleveland's in a really good position to still win their division. Yeah, they are. They, I mean, they, that, they that can, whole division is weird. Yeah, it, it really is. Um then we got New England at Indianapolis. Frank, it'll be a cold day in hell before I take New England over the Colts. So uh, I, I may be wrong. I, I'm sure New England will will head into to Indianapolis and just, you know, do what they typically do and, and dominate and all that good stuff. But you will not find me picking against the Colts in this game. Yeah, I'm going Patriots, man. But I will say this. That's enough. I, Get off I, my I, podcast. I will say this, Jack. <laughs> if that had been... Any other rookie quarterback 
throwing three passes and got a win. You wouldn't have heard a fucking peep. <laughs> I, I was getting notifications on my phone. Mac Jones just threw his third pass. Yeah. Come on, dude. What like? Yeah. I I, I just that was the storyline from the game. No, I know, but that's what I mean. Like the narrative <laughs> around it is so weird. Like again, he's a good quarterback, but he's also in the perfect system for what yeah. he can do. And that game just proved it. They won a fucking game throwing the ball three times. Yeah. They're going to throw mean, the ball six times this, this go round and beat and the And they're going to win 45 to 20 because that's exactly. just what they do. I did see, uh, you know, adding a little fuel to the fire, if you will. Uh, I, I did see Josh McDaniel say um, that he does not regret uh, what he did to the Colts in terms Ooh, of picking. I didn't see that. He, he does know and, – and you know what? I'll say this as a Colts fan. I'm glad he didn't come here either because I think he's a bum. I didn't like the hire at the time. He's, he's a bum, all right? And Hey, you tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, listen, I, I, I do think the Colts can win this game. I really do. But they're going to have to play like the team that has seven wins and not like the team that, <laughs> that yeah. has six losses. I mean, I think the Colts – the Colts have the ingredients to beat anybody. I, they're, they're not a team that I yeah. look at like, oh, they're playing – X team, oh, they're completely out of it. They can they can win the game. Yeah. They're just not going to. Come on now. Come on. Uh, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Uh, this was a coin toss for me. I, w- I went Tennessee, but I don't feel great about it. How about you? I'm going Tennessee as well. I- I'm just not falling for the Steelers this yeah. year. It's, it's the same. I mean, they are kind of the AFC's Vikings. Like, they're good enough to come back and make it close, and they're also good enough to blow whatever lead they have and still lose the game. Like, it's just... They're an ugly team. I don't like them. Going Titans. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. And maybe maybe this is maybe this is the year that you know that that Mike Tomlin has that losing season. We'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, Carolina at Buffalo. I'm going. <laughs> this this has to be this has to be Buffalo, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. What the Panthers? Have fucking Cam and PJ going back to back. Cam didn't know, suppose they didn't know the lingo for the two minute warning, but then fucking PJ Walker throws a pick in the two minute drill anyway. I mean, I, I'm going let with me, the Bills, man. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a, are, are, are some questions about Matt Rule starting to come up for you? So going into this year, no. I really, right. li- I, I really enjoyed him and I, I thought, you know, he was really building something there. This season, like with the reports that are coming out, he's given off like Urban Meyer vibes. Like he completely scapegoat. Like, so remember when I asked you last week, like, well, what happened? Like, why did they fire Joe Brady? Did he, was he looking for, you were like, no one really know. It just kind of happened. Philosophies are a little bit different. Cool. But he like scapegoated him. Yeah. He's done. And like players are kind of rumbling now. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really questioning that to, to, I'm questioning it to the point where, People are saying that even with the 10-year contract, he may be gone in a year, like after this year or after next year. Like, we'll see, man. I, woo. I, mean, yeah, th- I mean, that that narrative flipped on its head really quick. Well, again, it, and and it goes back to, you know, what we've been talking about, you know, with, with the Bears, where it's like, what's one of the most important things, obviously, the quarterback position. And they went all in on Sam Darnold. They, yeah. they were convinced he was the guy. It didn't really work out. They brought in Cam for the for obviously the story of it, and that clearly didn't work. So, yeah, man, I, there's definitely some big time question marks in in Carolina for sure. Um, but Buffalo has to get this thing right, and this is the team to do it against. So, one hundred percent, we'll have to see if it actually actually works. 
Um, Washington at Philadelphia. <sighs> I, I'm I'm going Philly? Question mark? No, I'm going Washington. I, I wrote down Washington, and I'm going to stick with that. Go I'm going, Washington. I'm going with Washington, too. I But either team, I mean, I don't know. It's been strange, though, because Washington's defense has looked better without Chase and uh, and, and Sweat. And they've been, they've been okay. But the Eagle, I mean, I don't even know how they have six wins, dude. Like, they're just such an ugly— I mean, I think that goes to, you know, how—, how solid of a coach that Sirianni is. He's been doing a good job with like very minimal talent on the offensive side. Um, I'm going Washington. I, 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 at this point I'm almost picking the teams that I'm rooting for. Cause I would rather them be in the playoffs versus, versus the Eagles. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think I agree with that. Uh, I just Gardner Minshew, like people were really talking about Gardner Minshew. Like he should be the QB one. I'm like, man, we've seen this dude. Have, he's a he's a easier prototypical backup quarterback. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he's a really really good backup. Like he's yeah. we kind of talked about Mitch Trubisky in that vein. Like people act like he's an absolute bum and he's not. Like that's someone he Garner Minshew is someone that should be in the league for like fifteen years. And you're like, holy shit, he's still in the league. Like you just don't even know about him because he's second on the depth chart behind like a good young quarterback. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just not really a fun matchup. It's interesting. There's a lot of divisional games this week, um, which which are pretty exciting. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville. I'm going Houston. I mean, dude, Urban's got to go. Tre- Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks. Like, let's let's get him out of there. Dude, he has any damage. I read a stat the other day, yesterday. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since like week 11 or 10, yeah. something crazy. That's yeah. insane. It's been really bad. Yeah, Ur- really, Urban's really got to go. I'm going with the Texans as well. When he's scapegoating everybody. I mean, he's... but like he's like doing it to the nth degree. He's like yeah. having people <laughs> stand up. He's having his assistant coaches stand up in front of his uh, his players and defend their resumes. You hired these guys. You knew what the resume <laughs> yeah, What the fuck you, are man. we talking yeah. about? Yeah. It's yeah, very not, strange. Not good. Um, Dallas at the Giants. Uh, I'm going Dallas. I'm going Dallas, too. I mean, th- this should be a game. If you guys haven't already, check out our YouTube exclusive, the the extras. You know, the Cowboys have been up and down. This should be a game where they just sort of right the ship and, and you know, get everyone excited about them again. I I agree. I, I just think this is the, the Giants are, are so bad. So we'll see. Uh, Arizona at Detroit. Give me Arizona. Uh, even on the road. Who cares? Detroit's terrible. I'm going. I'm going Arizona as well. Arizona is minus thirteen and a half. Take that, because that's what they're going to win. <laughs> Double two touchdowns by far. Uh, Jets at Miami. Uh, the way two has been playing, I think this is an easy. I think this is an easy W for Miami. I'm going Miami as well. But again, I every Miami game, I just always think is going to be like seventeen to twelve. It's just, they're just. I, I know they're winning and they've looked better. They're just ugly, man. Yeah, I want them to infuse that team with more talent on offense. I really do. I I agree because I don't think they're that far away. To be honest with you, I don't think they are either. But I also feel like they need they they need another tight end either alongside or to replace Kasiki, and they need like two more receivers and probably a running back too. But their line is good, and two has been improving, so we'll yeah. see. But yeah, Gaskin's not really a guy you can count on. No. 
Yeah, I agree. And they need, yeah, the offensive line needs to be reworked for sure. Cincinnati at Denver. This might actually be an entertaining game. Um, I, I'm going, I'm going Cincinnati, uh, but I could see Denver winning. Dude, I'm going Cincy again. This is this is just who I'm rooting for. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if if he's a quarterback of your of any of the players that you have on your fantasy teams, sit them. It's he like it is just such a drag to watch, and it's so unfortunate because I really like Teddy. I liked him in Minnesota. I liked him in Carolina. But it's just something about his quarterback play style. He's so conserv. I mean, he's like only a tad bit less conservative than Jason Campbell was. Like I, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, it, he just like refuses to have any sort of explosive play. He doesn't help Cortland Sutton out. I mean, but no, nobody, like I have Noah Fant in a couple of leagues. I have Jerry <laughs> Judy in a couple, no one eats under this guy. I don't know how Hat, DJ Moore got a thousand yards with him at quarterback. Hats off to the, to the Broncos real quick for their tribute to Demarius Thomas. That was, awesome. that was, that was really awesome. I mean, Sad news, obviously, Demarius Thomas passing away. I still didn't. I did you by any chance see anything else about it? I didn't the, really the only, see what happened. The only thing that I saw, and it hasn't been confirmed, is that he has dealt with seizures in the past. Um, and supposedly, and and if I'm wrong, this is just something that I saw. So don't don't kill me. But they uh, they said that he had been dealing with it more heavily as of late. Um, and that's that's believed to be the cause of death, but I don't think anything official has come out about that. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. This is one it's of the things. It it just it's been kept quiet. I'm sure we'll find out sooner yeah. or later. But it was it, yeah. It's also it was also so crazy to me that he was only 33. I felt like he was in the league for like 15 years. Yeah, he and went to the he played he ended the Jets. Right? Did he end I, with the Jets? Oh, that may have been Julius Thomas. He he may have too, though. I, I but yeah, he ended with a different team. I know that for sure. I'm gonna look it up real quick because because I I think it was the Jets. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Broncos for eight years. The Texans. I don't remember that. I don't remember being the Texans. Uh, the Patriots. I do remember that because they cut him very quick. He wasn't there then, for very long. And then the Jets. Yeah, okay. But it was also cool just seeing how many people share. I mean, he just seemed like a genuinely good and happy person. Like, yeah. the one post that, you know, really made me emotional was the one, this dude, uh, he was like a reporter or something. He's like, man, like we went on this flight and he just took my, like my son wanted to sit by him. So we took him, he had him on his lap and the whole way there, they went to a game and he like sat with him the whole time. And he was just like a second dad to him that day. Like he just, he, you know, he, him and the reporter were, were friends and he hadn't known the kid very well and, you know, cause they just knew each other for work. It's like, you're a, he's a reporter. And it was like, it was so cool to me. Like that everyone, like show and talked about it. He's like his smile lit up the room and all these videos and pictures. And like, he just seemed like a good guy, man. It sucks to lose someone that young. Yeah. Only and especially years someone old. like that too. Yeah. So, but uh, again, hats off to Denver for their tribute. That was, that was really that cool. That was really cool. 10 guys the, on the cherry on top being how cool that was, is that the, uh, the jets declined the, the uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, yeah. the lions de- declined the, uh, the penalty, the penalty. Yeah. And just let it start over at first. And that was really cool. How would you have felt if Dan, if Dan, I know he's not, he's obviously not that type of guy, but, but like, okay. If, if they were winless, right. If they were still winless at that point, take the five boys. <laughs> I don't think it would have been, I don't think it would have been Bush League, but 
that's pretty shitty. You don't take the penalty <laughs> but, there. But, but he's such an emotional guy, though. Like we've seen him be very emotional. Like he he gets it. You know what I mean? Not but him. Sp- I, I'm not. not I know him what you mean. Specifically, just but generally, like, if if they it's were a dickhead move. Yeah, it, it, it would have been a dickhead move. <laughs> but would you have on some level laughed? You know how my sense of humor is, Jack. <laughs> don't ask me that question. So on no, because you don't find that funny. Um, <laughs> Atlanta at San Francisco. Uh, I'm going San Francisco all the way. Atlanta's terrible. I'm going San Fran as well. But with our NFC luck, the Falcons are going to win this. Atlanta's going to 45 to 30. <laughs> oh, my God, man. I hate yeah. the NFC so much. Me too. Uh, speaking of the NFC, Seattle at the Rams. Um, Rams obviously getting back on track yesterday. I'm going Rams all the way. Seattle is not going to fool me again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Rams as well. And and honestly, this may sound weird because the, the Seahawks have been pretty you know underwhelming this year. But this is still kind of a statement game for the Rams. You don't allow the Seahawks to even think that they have a shot in the playoffs. Yeah. You fucking just stick your neck right down their throat and just off them. Kill them right there, and then that's it. So I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, Green Bay at Baltimore. Uh, You're going to kill them, Jackie. You heard I, me. I'll tell you later. Um, Green Bay at Baltimore. Uh, you know, obviously, Lamar Jackson, I think, he's, I think I saw he avoided a high ankle sprain, but he's probably can't imagine he's going to be 100% by, the, by this game. So um, I'm going Green Bay. They'll show the Bears how to get it done versus – Tyler Snoop Huntley. I'm going, yeah, I'm going Green Bay as well. I, I mean, even with Lamar, I'm probably even with Lamar, Bay. I was going Green Bay. I, I mean, the Ravens are. Is there a shot that they just they lose out? If they lose out, I, I, they may still make the playoffs though at eight and nine. But I mean, they they're bad. I I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't. I but they're they're gonna. I they're they're probably gonna make it. I agree. I agree with that. Um, Sunday night football which somehow has not been flexed out. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I'm sure it's another Tom Brady record game. God damn, how many times is this guy going to be on primetime football? I'm so tired of it. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay. I mean, come on. Come on. I'm going Tampa as well. Yeah. I'm going. I mean, there's the Saints are bad. There's nothing to talk about in this game. Well, I mean, they're going to make it about Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady. He just broke... I don't whatever the completions record. It's going to happen when you're playing till you're 87 years old. You're going to you're going to break a lot of records doing that. So, I mean, that's what I say about LeBron James. And I get called a hater. <laughs> well, you are a hater. You're a hater no matter what. Um, all right. Monday Night Football. Let's keep this quick. <laughs> nice and clean. Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota all the way. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. The Bears, they look like they've given up. I mean. Everybody on that team, except for maybe Justin Fields, looks like they've given up parts parts of that offensive line. But like, come on, man, let's 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 wrap it up here, right? Let, let's let's wrap yeah. it up. There, I mean, the Bears are a bad football team. They don't have much to play for. You know, they're what was supposed to be the best receiver isn't hasn't tried all all year. He's been a bum. Um, the defense can't stop a nosebleed. You know. Jakeem nice Grant's really fun to watch. Yeah. It's they're they're bad, dude. I mean, they they've come to a point where they're finding ways to lose. When we sort of went down the list of remember when we were talking about what games would have Dalton won over Justin Fields, 
every game that we got close with Justin, we just found a way to lose. That's what bad teams do. They find ways to lose and, yeah. and they're going to find a way to lose this one. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Vikings are that much better, but at the same time, the bears aren't, aren't good at all. And I still, they're just not healthy enough. This is, yeah. a, man, this is, a, not, let's, yeah, let's, they're not let's, healthy let's, enough. But the, the other thing is, you know, they, they just are in, you know, year four of a system and don't have any sort of identity. I know we said that. So it's just hard for me. And, you know, people always get like, do even early, do we have a shot to be this team? And it's like, think about the path to victory. Like the games that we won felt very random. These are, this is NFL talent. So they're going to win a couple games. These aren't high school kids. You know what I mean? But it's like, there's no, like, it just seems like we can only do one good thing offensively at a time. So if we're running the ball really well, the pass game is not going to be there that day. If the tight ends get involved that day, no one else gets involved. It's just the Cole Komet game. If Darnell Mooney goes off, no one else, we're not running the ball well, or we're just not running the ball enough and no one else gets involved. It's like, there's nothing that can come together. So unless something completely random again happens, I, I'm not going to pick this team. How, how do you pick, how do you pick randomness? Yeah, and it just blows my mind that you have a you have a quarterback, a rookie quarterback already, coming back on the road in Green Bay. The, you're you're you know you're you're winning. Obviously, the Packers come and score, and then you have him throw three times in a row. It's like, what is this dude's? Why does he hate running the football so much? Like it just it it blows my mind, man. Like. I don't know. I, I don't know who, who picks the Bears, and I don't know why anyone would. Uh, the uh, Another unfortunate thing is that this is Monday night, so you're listening to that that crew again, you know, Steve Levy, and just going off about God knows what. Uh, no man in cast, so we can't even enjoy that. Um, and I don't blame him, because I wouldn't want to watch this offense either. I don't either. I, the only thing, I would love to hear what they have to say about, about Justin Fields. I know, I know. That's the that. one thing that, because I think they would, I mean, I don't think they would take the rational stance towards it. Cause that's the one thing Collins or took a weird, they were just weird. like, they were they really were, weird that night. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him commentate on other rookie quarterbacks and he's not nearly as he's like, this isn't Ohio state anymore. What the fuck are you talking about? Who said it was Ohio state? I don't understand what it was strange. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I feel like people have this misconception that, that bears fans expect 45 points a game. <laughs> Not asking for 45 points a game. We would love it if that yeah. were the case. But we're asking to look like, like a professional offense. Yeah. I mean, just just be fine. And this it's, it's funny because Nas texted me. He's a big Bears fan, too. And he's like, well, what are you thinking about the, the Sean Payton rumors uh, to the Bears? I was like, I would love it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it. And I was like, but the reason I would is I'm not thinking like, oh, Payton's here. Here comes the Super Bowl. Like, I've become, the older I get, a very easy fan to please. Be fun. That's it. If we win, we win. But but more times than not, being fun is going to put your team in positions to win. There's not very many fun, bad teams. That doesn't happen very often. I just don't get why, like where these Sean Payton rumors even came from, if I'm being honest. It's not going to happen. But Jack, think about... Why would he leave New Orleans? Who the fuck knows? He, but he, he runs his team. He can do whatever he wants with that team. Why would he come to Chicago and, and play the and play the Packers? 
and play the Vikings. Like, I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I don't understand it. Anyone I who think, thinks that's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Well, no, I, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think the argument for it is, it, like, we can offer him to be the Pete Carroll. He's the player personnel. You make the draft choices. You're everything. You're, you're the GM and the head coach. But doesn't he already do that in New Orleans? Yeah, to but to a certain extent, I, I think what you can sell is that the Packers aren't going to be the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. We could have the Aaron best Rodgers quarterback in the comeback. division. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. We'll talk about that. Aaron's, but again, I don't think it's going to happen. But it, the point I was making is that there is an easier you have to, you have to really squint, but there's an easier route to get him than you think about all like it, it, this is the Bears we're talking about when we fired Lovey Smith. Oh, we're going to go get um. Who, who, who was who was Pittsburgh's coach before Tomlin? Oh, Bill Cower. Cower. He'd been rumored for 15 years. Oh, it's gonna be Cower. That's who it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be Harbaugh. Oh, we they they always take the biggest name that just isn't gonna happen. Yeah, Mike again, Dick it's, almost it's, came back 15 times. Yes. Again, it's again it's Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I've seen I've seen Jim Harbaugh. I've seen. Um, I've seen uh, the guy at Northwestern a whole bunch. Fitzpatrick, um, oh, yeah, or Fitzgerald, yeah, yeah, Pat about, Fitzgerald. Pat, thank you. Yeah, yeah, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. Yep, yep. I've seen, I've seen a lot. I've seen Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State. That's not going to happen. I yeah. can assure you. I, I've seen, I've seen Mike Singletary. I've seen his name pop up. He gets up. Like, come on, every man. single time. And I tell like, th- this is why. You can tell who doesn't watch football because like well, he's, he, he's had a better record than uh, so and so with the 49ers. He he's did it. He was an awful. He he dropped his pants in a room full of grown men <laughs> to try to motivate them. What are we talking about right now? We've already had that. The report the reports that came out from the San Francisco 49ers were yeah. insane. But I think the narrative that people run with is that Vernon Davis somehow took like. <laughs> He made he spun his whole experience with Singletary as a positive that changed his whole career around. And everyone's like, see, it did work. No, that's fucking Stockholm syndrome. When you get the living <laughs> fucking shit kicked out of you as a kid and you like grow up and you're like, my parents did it because they love me. No, that's not how this works. Yeah. He did that to you, Vernon Davis, because he was a fucking shit coach and he singled you out like a shitty coach does. And you internalized it and made it a positive thing. That's not like he he's a bad like he gets brought up every time. And it annoys me more than anything because it's not just because of it, it, you know, um, his experience that he had with the 49ers. Stop it with the 85 Bears. We do not give a fuck about the 85 Bears. One, I wasn't even born then. And two, we have no success since then. No one cares about that team. They're all old and crusty and half of them are fucking (laughs) MAGA Trump supporting bitches. I don't want any of them. Leave them there. McMichael... All of them. There's another guy that they're bringing up now. He may, no, leave them in 85. We don't want them here. It's 2021. It's about to be 2022. I'm going to clap for that because you you hit the nail on the head. We need, I mean, it's going to be the most boring hire possible, right? It's going to be weird. It's going to be boring. It's going to be bad. We already know it because oh, nothing I, I hope I yeah I hope you're wrong but the thing is see we're, we're gonna have to have a whole I know I conversation know. about it but again I I, I stand by and this, this is I'm, you know it's not gonna be any spoiler I think I've said this before and we'll, we'll really dig in depth I don't think the, the Sean McVay type of hires are so far and few between that the, the sexy offensive coordinator isn't isn't it and and that's not to say we shouldn't get Leftwich or shouldn't get Dabble. 
I want to hire them because their offensive philosophy and teaching ability to a coaching staff and players is really good, not because they can call plays. That doesn't work. It just, yeah. it does, like, you you think about the guys who've had success, Bill Belichick, he doesn't stick to that one philosophy. He he has a, you know, it's, it's more of like the old school, we're going to play to our strengths. You think about um, what the Titans concept. coach. I'm, no, I'm, but, I'm, I'm blanking but Frank, on Frank, if you, if you play to your, if you play to your strengths, that's what the other team expects you they, to do. It, correct. Yeah, correct. So you just don't do that. You do the complete opposite. Yeah, you play to your weaknesses. But I mean, but like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But like, but but point blank, what it is to me is I want a coach that's here to out execute, not outsmart. And the last two head coaches we had here in Chicago, I think on paper, if you had them write a book and, and Mark Tressman did write a book, these guys know a lot about offense. They're, they're, they're like, they're not dumb people. But they they they're almost too smart for their own good in the sense that they think they can outsmart everyone and out trick everyone and oh that's what they think we're gonna do just out execute that's all you have to try to do is out execute it's not about what they think you're gonna do you have to yeah. go in with your philosophy with your identity and out execute people you don't it, think that the that people don't know the Titans are trying to run the fucking ball with Derrick Henry in the game right and it, it it's you know that that quote that Matt Nagy said where he admitted he should have gone for it on fourth and inches. Team down 11 points. He kicked the field goal, obviously. He's like, you know, I wish I would have went for it. You know, that's the part where you look at back as a head coach and you go, damn, that should have been a time. You know, that would have been the time to do that. It's like, he, you're right when it comes to being too smart for his own good. He just outthinks himself, man. He yeah. just, he he thinks, he, he knows his, like, he has a good instinct, but he goes against it so much because he wants to make the smart play. But then you're just going against yourself. What actually is, is the smart play. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that in particular, and this is my, this is my last point that, that in particular bothered me and not just to isolate that play. Cause it's been happening the last two seasons. He, when his back's against the wall, he doesn't fight. He becomes a coward. Like fourth and inches. We're four and eight. We're down two scores. Fucking go for it. Because if you can't get that fourth and inches, we don't fucking deserve to, to to even come close to winning this game. Yeah. What's the difference between that and punting the ball? They're getting the ball yeah. back anyway. Like go like he like yeah I, I don't know man like, he's just not I mean, th even thinking about I know you want Pete Carroll gone, but when he fucking needed to, he draws up a fake punt. Here comes the forward like he's fucking going for it. and I get it. I have my complaints with with Carroll as well. He's boring. It, it, it's fucking annoying to watch that team with all that talent do nothing. But he's not cowering away from things. He's yeah. fucking putting his nuts on the table and saying, I'm going to make something happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll have to see how this plays out against Minnesota. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of the head coaching stuff and GM stuff as, you know, as, as the season starts to wrap up. Because there's not going to be a whole lot left to talk about, um, you know, with and, until then. So, Frank, until next time, um, you know. We'll get back into it next week. I'll, Absolutely. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm done. I've had enough. I'm wrapped. Yeah. Say, I, I will say as, as down as we are right now, everybody listening, this off season has a potential for a lot of immediate reaction pods. There's going to be a lot of content to come this off season with hires, with free agents, with draft. Like you're going to get a lot more content from us this off season than probably you've ever had. Like we, we have just topicing things ready to go, but we're ready pretty much at the drop of a dime when news drops to just come in and give quick thoughts really quick. So that that's going to be really fun. And that's really where I'm at with it. I just want to simulate these four games. Like, I wish this was Madden and just like get me past them and yeah. let's just like get, get to the shit already. Yeah, uh, so everyone, thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We appreciate y'all like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week. All right. I'll talk to you later, Frankie. Later, Jackie.